everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Title Town Sports Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Melissa Burns. What's going on, Burnsy? I'm Craig Stanton. Thanks for listening, everybody. Welcome. Episode 68 of the program. Big one. The big 6-8. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, this week uh, we're going to talk about some interesting developments in Patriots Nation. I'm going to call it that. And just get caught up a little bit about what's going on around town. Yeah, I teased, I teased a, uh, I teased a Bruins take from last week that I thought we might be able yeah. to get to this week. But yeah, some uh, there's some Florida man type shit that uh, bumped that to the back burner for another week. So it's another big league tease yeah, we... for you, uh, Titletown <laughs> listeners who are interested in my Bruins, Bruins hot takery. Yeah. All right. But anyways, that's wow. a reasonable place as any to get started uh, catching up around town. Let's start with the hockey team, shall we? Okay. So the Bruins, <laughs> they uh, wrapped up their road trip, their big, long, west, mostly West Coast road trip uh, this week, and they did pretty goddamn well. They beat L.A., they beat San Jose, and they beat Vegas, all obviously on the road. They finally dropped the last game with a shootout loss to the St. Louis Blues on Saturday afternoon. Uh, that ended mm-hmm. their seven-game win streak, but an impressive 13-game point streak is still very much alive. Um, yes. Also, we are recording on Monday. It's about 9.53. Holy smokes. Um, <laughs> and the NHL trade deadline was today, Monday, uh, at 3 p.m., yeah. and the Bruins were pretty active. And actually, earlier in the week, they acquired a big... Uh, Six foot three Weymouth Mass native right winger Charlie Coyle from the Minnesota Wild in exchange for Ryan Donato. And then today, Monday, right around the deadline, they acquired Marcus Johansson from the New Jersey Devils, who's also a winger. He's a I think he's a left wing, uh, for a I don't know what year, but future second round and fourth round pick. Bruins fans may remember uh, Marcus Johansson was the poor bastard on the Devils that got freaking <laughs> elbowed in the Dome last year by Brad Marchand, who subsequently got suspended five games for that hit. Um, yeah. So a bit of an awkward situation there, I would imagine, in the locker room between Marcus Johansson and uh, Brad Marchand. And uh, the Bruins begin a six-game homestand this week with games against San Jose, New Jersey, and on Thursday night, the NHL's best, the Tampa Bay Lightning, come to town. Yeah, it'll be interesting how they stack up, see how they stack up against the Lightning with this kind of like new look team. Yeah, I mean, I'm overall pretty happy with what they did at the deadline. We'll get into this a little bit more later, but yeah, I mean, they yeah. they they upgraded, I would say. I mean, it wasn't nothing, you know, earth-shattering, nothing team-altering, but I think they got a little bit better, a little bit bigger. Um, and I think that's cool. Yeah. They got a little more um, I think aggressive on the second and third line in particular. Yeah. Which was important, especially yeah. once Pasternak comes back, that'll be important for, for them. sure. So uh, oh, let's switch to the Celtics again. The Celtics just catching the luck of the Irish with the fact that the Patriots keep making news for them. Yeah, they're getting a lot um, of cover. That's for sure. They sure are. Uh, they are coming off their midseason all star break and have not been good so far. Their first game back was a tough one against the team with the best record in the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, it ended up coming down to a last ses- last second possession where Kyrie Irving put up the last shot and it didn't go in. They lost by a point, 98 to 97. They then went to play um, Chicago, who is the fourth worst team in the league. And they somehow ended up losing handily, 126 to 116. The next week is going to be a tough challenge for them. They're going to take on Toronto, Portland, Washington, Houston, and Golden State. um, All of you who are positioned to hit the playoffs except for Washington. So this could be a rough, rough stretch for the Celtics if they can't turn it around. Yeah, the second half of the season here for sure. I mean, this is not this is not a good time to be hitting a rough patch. And I mean, the Celtic season has been basically a series of rough patches strung together by a series of win streaks. But yeah, I mean, like, sure, you lose by a point on the road in Milwaukee comes down to the final possession. What are you going to do? But the following night, I mean, they got thoroughly blasted by the Chicago Bulls like that's yeah. that's bad. Like that that was a fucking ugly loss. Ugh. And yeah, like and you, you said, I, now they're playing a, a string of good teams all week. The final of that game, the, the that Golden State game is the last of them, and that's next Tuesday. So a little bit over a week from right now. But 
And that's at sure. Golden State, by the way. So yeah, we'll we'll. I mean, hopefully they can come out of this little stretch. Like, what are you hoping for here? Five hundred? I don't know. Like, we'll. Uh, my expectations are I'll not. I'll take high. it. No. Yeah, I. You know, and I think it. it you got to beat the bad teams. That's one thing that we always say. Like, you can't control your own schedule. You got to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. And to get, you know, to lose to Chicago by ten when that should have been kind of a layup of a game. It's just not a good look, especially when you've just had all that time off and like, okay, yeah, I'm with you. Like you played a close one against the Bucks. They're a good, good team, but you can't then turn around and have such a shitty game against a, you know, not even close a to a shitty opponent. Team. Yeah. And it's, and it's one right. thing for you and I to call it a layup game, but like, it just seems like the Celtics themselves are approaching it. Like it's a layup game. And like, right. you know, although they were basically fully healthy, like they didn't, it didn't seem like they really showed up. Like, do they think that everyone's just going to bow down because they're like the the high flying Celtics and not play? Like, they've if, if there's been anything we've learned this season, it's that teams are not afraid of them at all. They, they right. every team right. in the NBA goes into games against the Celtics and believes that they can win, and they're right. Yeah, they're not, yeah, of course they do. <laughs> you know, they have <laughs> they've been winning. Why wouldn't they keep winning? So, anyways, no. that's the Celtics. Whatever. Um. The Red Sox did some stuff this week. Uh, they yeah. kicked off their slate of games in the Grape, grape Grapefruit League. <laughs> Jeez. At Fenway I'm glad South. tongue tied. Down in Fort Myers, Florida this week. So that's fun. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who they played and what the score was and whether they won or lost because I don't want to set the precedent that we're going to do that for spring training games. So just, yeah. so just know that cares. they played <laughs> and that games yeah. are happening. Uh, They're there. Really nothing much to report from Red Sox World this week, uh, but in the greater universe of baseball, uh, one of the two big-name free agents, Manny Machado, this week signed a freaking massive $300 million deal with the San Diego Padres, of all teams. Uh, Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Bryce Harper, who has apparently been close to a deal, quote-unquote close to a deal with the Philadelphia Phillies for like what feels like a month, uh, still remains unsigned. So big deal for Machado money wise. Sort of sucks that it's the Padres. Like what a snoozer of a team. <laughs> um, and then the last piece of news was re- former Red Sox closer Craig Kimbrell. Uh, re- it was reported by the Athletic this week that he would be willing to sit out the year if he doesn't get the money he's looking for in free agency. The money I actually forget what the number is, but I do remember that he wants to be the highest paid closer in the history of the game. Uh, so apparently, yeah. if that does not come true for Craig Kimbrell, he's going to be sitting out, which is a which is a choice. Um, turning our attention to the Patriots, yeah, let's. Uh, it was a, a big week for the New England Patriots organization, uh, not in a good way. Certainly not in a good way. Nope. Uh, I guess two things happened. Devin McCourty broke news that he will officially be coming back next year. Oh right, yeah, um, nice, yeah. And then the other thing that happened is that um, Patriots owner Robert Kraft was charged with first degree solicitation of a prostitute in Jupiter, Florida. Oh, yikes. Oh, hurts to say it out loud. So we're going to talk more about that because uh, it's basically the biggest news coming out of Boston this week. Like it's all anyone's talking about. It's all over the place. It's just another embarrassment for those Patriots organization that seems to not be able to get out of its own damn way. Dude. Like, I mean, I guess this is like part of the problem with, you know, years and years and two decades of sustained success. Like it's like, it creates a bigger target, but I, and and I don't mean like they're being targeted, but like by which I mean, like there's only a couple years that anybody gives a shit about what you do in, in like American popular culture. You know what I mean? Like, you know, for the small period of time that any given person is like famous, uh, really famous. If something fucked up happens in that window of time, then like, that's bad for that person or those people. And like, you don't Mm -hmm. usually see, especially athletes who, or or, or people involved with sports, obviously Belichick and Kraft aren't athletes, but you know what I mean? Who like have 20 years of sustained, you know, super limelight top of their game for two fucking decades. So it's just like, you know, I guess this is just an occupational hazard of doing that. Like, let's say the Patriots (laughs) dynasty ended 
quote unquote, they stopped going to Super Bowls and Tom Brady retired, you know, in 2008 or something. Fast forward 10 years, owner, maybe former owner of the Patriots, Robert Kraft gets, you know, arrested for prostitution or something. Like, that's obviously a big story, but it's not like driving the news on fucking CNN and Fox and beyond, like full court press for an entire weekend. You know what I mean? Like, it would obviously be newsworthy and noteworthy, but like, just the fact that, like, oh, man, Robert Kraft was just so present, like, for the last month or so, the, obviously winning the Super Bowl, and just him as his own guy making appearances at the Lakers games in Boston and in Philly and doing, like, various social justice work. And, like, he's just been, like, big time in the public eye, specifically in the last, like, 30 days or so. So just a brutal time for this to all come down for him. Yeah, I, I mean... <laughs> Uh, you want you want some highlights and some quick facts of what went down just to kind of set the scene? Yeah, I do think some scene setting would be good because I think obviously everybody's okay. generally aware that like there was like a prostitution thing that happened. But like, yeah, let's just like ground ourselves a little bit in like the actual yeah. realities of what happened and then we'll go from there. So this is from ESPN.com. Um, they say that New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft visited a Florida massage parlor for sex acts on the morning of the AFC championship game, which he attended in Kansas city later that day, he arrived at the beautiful orchids of Asia day spa day spa in a chauffeured 2015 blue Bentley at 11 AM on January 20th. Cutting it close. Not to draw any attention to yourself or anything. Yeah. He was videotaped receiving oral and manual sex from a woman at the spa. And then he gave her a hundred dollar bill and another bill before leaving at 11.15. She's efficient, that girl. Quick trip. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the AFC Championship game later that night uh, kicked off at 6.40 in Kansas City. And Kraft was in attendance, as we know. Um, the, 70, the 77-year-old Kraft was also seen soliciting prostitution on video surveillance just 17 hours earlier on January 19th. And he's officially been charged with two misdemeanor counts of first-degree solicitation, the Palm Beach State Palm Beach State Attorney announced Monday. Court date set for 8.30 a.m. on April 24th. It's a low-level arrest warrant in, issued out in his name, which basically gets you like similar to a traffic ticket. So he doesn't personally have to appear in court. Um, his lawyer can go for him. Um, but if he is convicted, he could face a year in jail, a $5,000 fine, 100 hours of community service, and attendance of a human trafficking dangers class. Interestingly, in a statement on Friday, when the nature of the charges was first announced, a spokesperson for Kraft said they, quote unquote, categorically deny that Mr. Kraft engaged in any illegal activity. Oof. Man, tough, <laughs> tough look. Tough, <laughs> tough look for Robert Kraft. So I've got, I've got some thoughts right off the top, just about like those last couple of things. Um, the biggest one is the, well, not the biggest one, but just one of them is, you know, you said if convicted craft could face a year in jail, $5,000 fine, hundred hours of community service and attendance of the human trafficking dangers class. When this story first came out, like Friday or Thursday or so, like there was, I I just, you know, the the first time I heard it, it was like in connection to this human trafficking thing. And I was like, holy fuck. Later on, you know, days later, now that we know a little bit more about the whole situation, like it's become clear that there's sort of two prongs to this police investigation in Palm Beach County, one of which is to really solve the, the, the big, much more serious problem of the human trafficking element that was happening to, to uh, you know, in, in the ownership and running this fucking prostitution ring at this Asia, uh, right. Orchids of Asia spa. So, like, that's prong number one. That's why the police are there in the first place. Secondarily, they're like, holy fuck, one of the, you know, Johns, so to speak, in this case is Robert fucking Kraft, the owner of the Patriots. And, like, they've actually said, like, the spokesperson for the police have said that, like, they are, like, deliberately, like, airing this out publicly to draw attention to the case for the sake of drawing attention to human trafficking oh. as as a as a greater problem in our society and in the world. Obviously the human trafficking part of this is like not funny in any way and is super serious. We're obviously going to be discussing the 
football side of things and the Patriots side of things and the Patriots fan right. side of things. And thankfully for Mr. Kraft, he, I don't think, is being implicated in any sort of a, any of the operational sides of no. this, uh, uh, you know, investigation. But like, obviously, that's like super fucking real. Oh, they're so they're basically making an example out of him. I mean, could you imagine like you work in Palm, you know, if you if you're a Palm Beach County sheriff's, if you're a cop down there, like you're obviously no stranger to like high profile people. Obviously, it's like a super rich area of the country where a lot of like old rich farts live. So like I can't imagine it's like that surprising to like run into these people like on a day to day basis. But like. Dude, this place was like in a strip mall between like an Outback Steakhouse and like a like a fucking uh uh like Bob's Discount Furniture or something. Yeah, it wasn't like, high is, class. This is not the place where you expect to run into you know uh, billionaires yeah. getting freaking rubbing tugs. Um, so I can Im- <laughs> I can't imagine what that must have been like as, as they're like reviewing this footage and being like, holy shit! And that brings into that brings up the uh. The night before visit. So the night before thing, he goes there, yeah. does what he does. It's caught on camera. And then well, this actually wasn't in the ESPN thing that you just read, but it's important to point out the police were like, you know, obviously like surveilling the area and they see him go in and they see him come out and they actually pulled him over uh, under the auspice of some, I don't know, traffic violation or something. But like the reason that they did it was to get a positive ID because they thought it was Robert Kraft, like the Robert Kraft. So they pull him over just to like, you know, shine a flashlight on him and shit and just make sure it is who they think it is. And then he drives away, no harm done. And then he comes back the next day and does it all over again. So like any claim from Robert Kraft that says like this wasn't him or mistaken identity or anything like that is just like nowhere near the realm of like possible, you know, uh, explanations. Oh shit! I didn't hear that. Yeah, that yeah, they yeah. They pulled yeah. him over to make sure that they were like not just a trick of the eyes. Like, did I just see who I think I just saw? I mean, he. This is about as busted as busted gets. Like, he got so busted. <laughs> like, it's it actually insane how busted he is. Like, twice. In a 24-hour period, both times on video, with an interaction with police in between, uniformed police. Like, dude, wow. Like, that is a busting, oh God, no pun intended. Uh, That is like, (laughs) that is like, you just got got, man. Like, you got got. Holy shit. I guess what tipped them off to this place is that they had, like, it's supposed to be a massage parlor, right? So, like, they had, like, nails and waxing as like services listed on the front window yeah i saw i've been seeing the pictures you would assume that would be something a woman would go to yeah and yet they just kept seeing like men going in and out of the front door of the place and they were like something doesn't add up there oh you're saying that like, that's part of why they got like tipped off that something sketchy yeah was going that, down? that's why they started surveilling the place because it was like something's wrong here like this isn't this doesn't check out that this is how their business would run and be sustainable. And so here we are. And then they pulled in the big fish. Interestingly, that it happened in over a month ago and it's just coming out now. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, guess they kind of had to get been, their ducks in a row a little bit. I mean, yeah. I don't, you know, I'm not going to, I certainly don't know anything yeah, about yeah. like what the normal timelines are for this. No. So I <laughs> I have some questions for the, for the panel yes. here about w- what is going down beyond just like sussing through the facts of, how it all went down. My my biggest thing is how do you feel about the fact that he's fighting it? At least so far, right? Like he said, like <sighs> he hasn't actually said shit, but like he had a spokesperson right. say that, what was the quote? He cat- categorically denies Categorical uh, that denies. Mr. Kraft was engaged in any illegal activity. And, you know, like we just mentioned, caught on video twice, talked to a cop in between and is extremely famous <laughs> and has, you know, is easy <laughs> yeah. to spot. Um, so like, how do you feel generally about the fact that he's like fighting this so far? I actually think the fighting, it keeps the story going longer. Go on. Look, being picked up for solicitation is not the worst crime in the face of the world. Like it's the world's oldest profession. It's been going on forever. So I say you just kind of like take duck and cover. 
basically. Like, it's going to happen. Let the story run its course. You plead out on the charge. You pay a fine, probably, at the end of the day. And, like, move on and hope that, you know, it gets kind of swept under the rug and it's forgotten about by the time the season starts. But by fighting it, it keeps the narrative going. And, like, they're about to head to the Combine next week. Uh, We're going to have the draft soon. And, like, you're putting your coaches and players in a position to have to talk about it and answer questions. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree with your assessment and I just, I'm so like freaking bamboozled by the fact (laughs) that anybody could view it any other way. Like to your point, being charged with solicitation of prostitution is at the worst thing that it is for Robert Kraft is horribly embarrassing. Terribly, oh, so embarrassing. horribly embarrassing to him personally, to the Patriots more generally, to other business endeavors that he has and he's affiliated with. Like it's right. the, it's an incredibly, incredibly embarrassing story to have out there. It, that is the worst case scenario, and it has already occurred. Like you are already. Right. Mr. Kraft, living in the worst case scenario. Well, actually, I want to amend that for a second. It's not actually the worst case scenario yet, I don't think, but it's pretty goddamn close. And you're yeah. absolutely right that, like, did we learn not, did he, did, what, 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 was he living under a rock during fucking Deflate Gate where Tom Brady uh, directs a couple of equipment guys to take a PSI and a half out of footballs and for two years we had to fucking go <sighs> into court and the district court then the federal court then it's we're talking about having the, the implications of the Donald Trump with naming a Supreme Court justice <laughs> affecting the outcome of Tom Brady like that was such a debacle and that was so poorly managed and so poorly handled by the yes. Patriots overall like the reason that it was as huge of a story as it was is because they didn't just say, you know what, Tom likes his balls a certain Fine. way. We actually weren't that aware of the rule. Apparently, we were breaking it. Our bad. We won't do that anymore. Oh, by the way, yeah. we scored 40 points in the second half of the game with the properly inflated balls because at halftime where you found the balls, it was 7-3. to three. And the final right. score of that game was 45-7. to seven. So, like, how much of an impact were the balls really having? Had they said that, like... It all, I mean, it wouldn't have gone away because people hate the Patriots and whatever, but like, oh my God, like, did you not learn anything from that whole thing? Like, dude, there is only one response to this. That is, it was a lack of judgment. I feel terrible. I've embarrassed myself, embarrassed my family, I've embarrassed the organization, you know. I'm gonna, you know, donate this much money to this thing. And exactly, you know, maybe you do one interview, like one televised interview with some friend of yours in the media. Like it could be, I'm sure Robert Kraft has buddies, you know, who would like softball a bunch of questions. He makes an appearance and then it like, it doesn't go away like forever, but for all intents and purposes, like society, you know, we move on to the next episode. Something else will drive the news next week and we'll all focus on that instead. If he is even considering fighting this thing, that is so fucking stupid, I can't even wrap my head around it. For a person that I would otherwise consider to be a very smart man. Well, and it's funny because it's they're such a media-savvy organization from the perspective of how they answer questions, how they don't engage in bulletin board material. And, like, they're so careful and strategic about that. And yet, you're right, when these scandals come up, they don't seem to be get, able to get out of their own way. Well, it, and it's yeah, like it's, they run the they run the they run the play, and the play is d- deny, right. deny, accuse, and they just fight it to the death. And it's like I, it doesn't that doesn't work. Like, would you rather be Andy Pettit or Roger Clemens? Both, it, oh, both great were accused of using steroids. One of them fought it all the way to the fucking Supreme Court, basically, and is w- known the world over. As a steroid user. Oh, and by the way, he was found not guilty. And the other admitted to it within like a week of being (laughs) accused of it. And does anybody consider Andy Pettit like a horrible steroid guy? Is his name synonymous with the use of steroids themselves? No, because he just said, you know what? I was doing it. Everybody was doing it. I feel bad. And you know what? Like, what can you do? Like, dude, the egg's already on your face. Like, it happened. And so to go back to the whole worst case scenario thing, there is one thing that could make this so much worse for Kraft and for the Patriots and for the whole situation. And I bet you can guess what it is. 
Oh, if he knew about the trafficking? Oh, well, that's one thing. Sure. <laughs> I was going to go oh. with the video. Oh, I think the video's out. Holy, if it's out, that's fucked. I don't know if, I mean, the video is exists. Like, the video is known yeah. to exist. I mean, I certainly haven't heard anybody say that the video's out. And I've been kind of looking at this stuff all day. But, like, yeah. you know, like, you and I were talking about this with the Kareem Hunt situation a few months ago. Like, Oh, yeah. And there was video footage of that. And we were comparing it to the Ray Rice thing. And, like, you know, it, it, I can hardly remember, like, what the Kareem Hunt video was at this point months later. You know what I mean? Oh, really? Like, I, Kareem Hunt. I'll never forget the Ray Rice video. Um, but, oh. like, if there is video of this going down, like, Ew. oh, my God. Like, that needs to be the number one priority of the craft's overall. Like, is where, to make sure that doesn't come out. Is to make sure that that video never sees the light of day. <laughs> never, ever, ever, ever. Can that video come out if you're Robert Kraft? Like well, I will, I, mean, I would say to the Palm Beach Sheriff's Department, I would say you, I, you all will make twice as much <laughs> through my yeah. private donation f every year for the fucking rest of your lives if that video gets destroyed right now. Like how how many new cop cars do you need? <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I'm. Mean, I'm only like half kidding. Like Robert Kraft needs to throw all of his political influence uh uh financial influence social capital he needs to throw everything he has not at proving his innocence which he will never be able no. to do oh but God. at making yeah, sure this video fucking never sees the light of day that would be horrible <laughs> horrible for him I that that is the worst case scenario yeah, I guess that would be pretty bad. I just have questions about who would want to even see that. Oh, come on. We're sick. We're the sick people. Dudes, the American public, we're sick. years old. I know. That's why it would be so mad. Oh. I, that's why it would be so <laughs> terrible because it would be gross. I mean, it's already gross to think about it, to read about it. You had to use the term oral and manual sex on our <laughs> sports podcast. That's horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, uh, people would see the video people would watch the video that would be awful Ugh. all i can think about is that scene in big daddy where he realizes his ex-girlfriend's dating some old guy and he's like old balls. Balls. <laughs> so old it's just so old and i'm like oh god i mean <laughs> all it's, I can think about. it's already very embarrassing and the mind uh, you know, can construct a picture of what happens, I suppose. Ooh. But if we actually get video evidence, and you again, you and I have discussed it, that like, unfortunately, in our, you know, court of public opinion, like when there is video of something, those tend yeah. to be the worst cases and the cases that stick in the, in, yeah. the, in the American consciousness longer, if not the, you know, the longest, like forever, um, than any other story, no matter how horrifying it might be. Well, it's, I mean, it's another reason for him to just like admit it and take his lumps and move on because by dragging it out, you're just asking people to keep looking and hunting for the video because you're again, keeping the story in the forefront of everyone's mind by categorically denying something that everyone's laughing at you for denying. Like no one's buying your denial. So I don't know who you're fooling except yourself. At this point. And you know what else is I, I would think that if you fight it and you try to like take this to the mat on some like ticky tack like, well, you know, Robert didn't solicit it. He just went in. You know, they said he was going to give it. him one thing and they did another thing. And, you know, he was he gave her a tip because he was going to give her a tip no matter what she did. You know, I, I mean, I'm not you know, yeah. I'm not making that argument, but I can't even imagine sure. what the legal, you know, uh, pretzel twisting you'd have to do to like get out of something like this would be but if he takes this to the mat with the with the sheriff's department with the police department like i would think that there's a very real chance that they say you know what fuck this fucking guy and right. we're gonna release this video because he's trying to make us look like assholes like yeah watch out pal because here's here's what we got on you like no dude you have got to you have got to fucking tuck tail and like mea culpa and it will go away. Like, it's just, oh, my God. It's crazy to me that 
it seems so far that that is not the course that they're going to take or that he's going to take. I should say it's just nuts. Like, dude, when you're when you find yourself in a hole, like the first thing you got to do is stop digging. <laughs> like, like right. you're making it worse. Like, oh, put the God. shovel down, dude. It's not you're not helping yourself. There's only yeah, one move here. There's only one move. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> it's all gross. I guess the question here is like, so what is the league gonna do? They've already released a couple statements. We know they're gonna talk about conduct detrimental to the league. I think what kind of penalties do you think they're gonna face? Yeah, you know, that's a good question. Um, there's not a whole lot of precedent. For like owner um, <laughs> transgressions, yeah. There's the You've, Jim Ursay one. From yeah, a few so Ursay is probably the closest comp. He was like driving drunk yeah. and on pills and shit. Um, yeah, and I think they gave him six games. They suspended him as an yeah, owner, which was odd. six games and five hundred thousand and some money, which is the sure. max fine. Yeah, which yeah, is which is nothing to these him. guys. Um, right. He probably ingested more than that much worth of fucking drugs that night. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> So there's that. There's also, uh, what's the Panthers guy's name? Jerry Richardson, who was like being super yeah. racist. So like he got pushed out. Um, but obviously this yeah. is probably closer to the Ursa totally thing different. than it is to that. Yeah. You know, truth be told, I don't think that they're going to throw the book at Robert Kraft. Because you got to keep, and this is, I mean, a lot of people think, a lot of Patriots types think that like the league is out to get the Patriots at all times. Um so maybe there's a there's a consensus out there that we're going to get like hammered with a punishment as Brady did, right? Like a, a, a punishment right. that was way disproportionate to the crime itself. But when you think about like who is like, quote unquote, like the NFL, like who is the body that would punish Robert Kraft? Like it's the other owners and it's Roger Goodell representing those owners. And I just don't think that the other, you know, 31 owners in the league, 30 owners in the league are super psyched about the fact that like something in his personal life like outside of football outside of anything is like going down this way like I don't think if I was like a super rich billionaire owner like I would want the precedent to be set that if I do something outside of the boundaries of the law in my personal life that it means that like you know I have to sacrifice my ownership of the team or some crazy steep punishment like that you know what I mean right because where do you draw the line like so what is allowed you know, so if I get a speeding ticket, like, are we there? Like, I have a DUI. I, you know, especially because, like, domestic violence isn't enough to get you kicked out of the league. So why should this be enough for you to lose your team? Right. Yeah. So, so I mean, I, I think if the, if, because the, you know, again, like the, the, the group of people that would be doling out the punishment in this case would be the other right. owners. Like, you know, I, I just, I don't think that he's going to get killed. I mean, I, it, I think he's going to get a max fine for sure. I think he gets suspended because I think Roger Goodell is like, oh, well, I don't want people to think I'm, you know, just protecting my buddy here or that I'm I'm trying to make it up to the Patriots because, you know, there's been bad blood at, right from us in the past. Which that's a funny thing. to That's a funny element, too, is that like the world thinks that like the NFL loves the Patriots and like rigs things to benefit the Patriots and Patriots fans yeah. think the opposite. And we're obviously yeah, all watching the same shit transpire. <laughs> right. That's true. Somehow we're all the victims. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. That's just a little <laughs> hilarious part. I mean, you know, I think both are wrong, but that's a topic for a different day. But yeah, I agree yeah. with you there. Like he'll get the he'll definitely get the max fine, what you know, but even still that's pocket change to him. And like yeah, I mean the yeah. suspension thing. I mean, honestly, like if they suspend him for the first let's say it's the first four game of the four games of the year, like you know, okay. Miss, but like keep okay, but like you know, that's raising a Super Bowl banner at Gillette Stadium when Robert Kraft is True. there. Like that's tough. That's like a tough uh, yeah. look, you know. That sucks for him, but like <laughs> I don't know. Suspending the owner is like taking away someone's season tickets. Like it doesn't change what's happening on the field in any way, shape or form. It seems like kind of a stupid punishment to levy against owners. Right, right, right. I mean, do you think that they should do, do you think that they may or should uh, like uh, do like draft picks or something like that? Like, should it be something that hurts the team? Yeah, I agree. No. I mean, I think it's. I think they need to. Fi- they need to punish Robert Kraft. Like this really right. doesn't have anything to do with like the New England Patriots football organization. Right. 
in a refreshing change of pace from Patriots scandals of the past. Yeah. This has something to do with the <laughs> Patriots uh, football right. organization on the field, you know? Right. It has nothing to do with the people on the field. It has nothing to do with, you know, the way they play the game or how they interact against NFL rules. It's a personal conduct penalty. And, I, I you know, I guess the argument is that, well, you suspend players for games against the conduct policy, but like. Right. Because they're getting that, game checks, like which actually hurts them. Right. Financially. You're taking their money. You know, maybe you fine Robert Kraft and like. Maybe you give him community service to do or something, I, you know. Yeah. Suspending an owner just seems weird to me. Well, but, right. Like but, it but the only change. thing that they can do, like, there's nothing they could do monetarily that would hurt him. So all of the no. normal structures of punishment are just gone. So the only thing right. that you can really do is, like, public shaming. <laughs> and if you're the NFL, like, what's the only way you can do that? It's like, well, we could, you know, we could ban him from his own party so to speak, right. by, by uh, suspending him for the first four or five games of the season, whatever. And, uh, you know, he he's not there where they raise their, you know, NFL leading sure. sixth banner. You know, like that that would be, I think, the the punishment that would be. I, I think that's the most likely. And honestly, I feel like that's appropriate. Yeah. Like the it's in the NFL like CBA where like the owners are, be, are supposedly held to a higher standard of conduct than the players. And like this is fucking gross, man. Like you should be punished for this. Uh, yeah oh boy so yeah that's that's what, the, that's the crap stuff i mean i hope that we're not talking about this next week because that would probably mean that he Ugh. did the mea culpa that we're both rooting for if we're still talking about it next week i i i'd be horrified at the notion that we've both seen that video by then i really hope Whoa. we never do i'm not watching that <laughs> if it's out i'm gonna force you to watch it you have to watch. <laughs> well, I was gonna say I say that now, but I feel like if it came out, I'd be like, "Well, I might as well at least find out." <laughs> Plain old human curiosity. Uh, all right. Well, there's that. Uh, <laughs> should we move into the lightning round? Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I want to take a shower first, but then yeah, we can move into the lightning <laughs> round. <laughs> All right, lightning round. Here we go. Let's keep it quick. Let's. Okay. Well, we say that every week. We're <laughs> sixty-eight episodes in, and we haven't done it. Tired of getting so. dragged for the lack of lightning in the lightning round. <laughs> Put in a sound effect, and you can tell them it's a lightning round just from the sound. Just based on the uh, sound. Uh, so, like we talked about in the open, Manny Machado, one of baseball's most polarizing power hitters, has finally signed a gigantic deal with the San Diego Padres. How much does it suck that he's going to an obscure team in an obscure market? And what does that say about Manny himself? Um, I don't think it says anything about Manny Machado that we didn't already know. He's kind of a putz and he's yeah. fucking kind yeah. of gutless. Lazy. Like he's literally admitted to as much himself. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like, I would have preferred him go to a bigger market team. I mean, I don't think he's going to be on the Padres for the rest of his career because I don't think the Padres ever intend on actually paying him all 300 million of that. Like they'll trade him in a few no. years. Um, but yeah, it's not great. I mean, I would have rather him be on a hateable team like the Dodgers or the Yankees or, you know, just something that's something I'm, that I'm going to see. That's going to show up, like it, be a meaningful team in different ways. Right, right, right. Makes sense. So that's a fucking bummer. <laughs> uh, all right. Bruins question. Yeah. You may not have known this folks, oh. uh, but the Bruins have the fourth best record in the entire NHL right now. As a point of reference, they finished last season with the fifth best record in all of hockey. And as another reference port point, the last four Stanley Cup champions have had the sixth, second, fourth, and seventh best regular season records. So, Melissa, based on this, do you consider the Boston Bruins legit Stanley Cup contenders? Based on that alone, I don't. I think they need to prove that they can get past Tampa Bay. And just... Based on how the teams are playing, like I don't feel great about the Bruins' chances in a seven-game series against a team like that. So you're taking the under on legit cup contenders. Yeah. Taking the field. All right, fair enough. <laughs> All right, second Bruins question. Uh, they traded for a couple of mid-tier forwards this week. Uh, both guys are on the bigger side and have both been somewhat disappointing for their now former teams. They gave up a total of Ryan Donato, a second rounder, and a fourth rounder in the two trades for Charlie Coyle and Marcus Johansson. 
Uh, thoughts on these deals? And are you going to miss old Ryan Donato? Yeah, I mean, I said earlier, I mean, I do like these deals generally. Quick thought on the Ryan Donato thing. If Ryan Donato didn't have all of the, like, quote-unquote accolades uh, that happened outside the Boston Bruins organization, like him being the son of Ted Donato, who's like a famous former right. Bruin, like him being from Situate Mass, local kid. We obviously love that. Yeah. Like him playing in the USA or, or playing for the USA in the Olympics last year, if we remember that. Like all these things yeah. that made Ryan Donato like a, a household name, so to speak. Uh, none of them happened like in a Bruins uniform. And he really wasn't that good. He was small. He was undersized. He's got a great shot, but that's really it. So no, I'm not really going to miss Ryan Donato. If his name was like Brian Bobato, we wouldn't have cared. No one would give a shit that he's gone. <laughs> right. And he did the weird thing where he kept going to classes. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was a cute story Harvard too. We went to signed. Harvard but and like, he's going to, to your school. Point, like, like it- it's all these cutesy stories we know about him. Yeah. You, you think you know him for his play on the ice. You don't. No, exactly. You know him exactly. for the media attention he's garnered for all these other things. Which doesn't make him a bad guy. I'm not saying like I no, wanted them to gas him. But like like his actual production on the ice in a Bruins sweater was barely right. existent. And also, it wasn't a lot to give up. It's worth pointing out this year that like the Bruins have had big time holes in secondary scoring. Like it's not as if he wasn't getting opportunities. Like I'm sure the Bruins would have loved to put him on the second line with David Krejci if he showed that he could like do that and perform at that right. level. And they obviously didn't. And so now he's gone. And then b- bigger thought about the trades overall. Like I'm not. I don't claim to know anything about either of those two players, but they're big and they appear to have some talent. Uh, Marcus Johansson's best years came when he was playing alongside Alex Oveshkin and fucking Nick Backstrom. So like that doesn't surprise anybody, but I don't know. I mean, I think they got a little bit better and I do think that they owe it to this team who is better than we think. You know, yes. again, like I said, fourth best record in hockey. Last year they had the fifth best record in hockey. Unfortunately, they play in the same division as like the fucking juggernaut Tampa Bay Lightning who are cl- far and away the best team in hockey. But, you know, teams come do come out of the woodwork in the NHL and, and, and go far. It's not unheard of. So I, I like it overall. Uh, and Charlie Coyle's from here too. He's from Weymouth. So that's we fun. Fucking Bruins fans love hometown kids. Dude, it's nuts. <laughs> They, we love them. Ah, oh, homeboys from home. He's gonna be fucking great. Okay, <laughs> take the sign him. To the garden. Yeah. Um, all right. So Celtics. Oh, questions. you know him. He knows cousin Charlie. This is awesome. Yeah, he's so good. No, he's you got like people's not. like aunts and uncles calling into sports radio yeah. and shit. Like, oh god. Yeah. Oh, he played hockey with my sister's best friend's son all the way in juniors. Nice kid. He's a nice, nice kid. kid. Nice boy. Okay. All right. All right, Mary, Melissa, I have relax. a Celtics question for yeah. you. Oh, great. Similar to our Bruins question. The Celtics yeah. have the eighth best record in the NBA right now. Ooh. And for reference, the last five NBA champs have had no lower than the third best regular season record. I think it's gone one one three one one three, Or one one three yes. one one or something like that. Uh, so based on that... Do you consider your eighth best record in basketball, fifth seed in the Eastern Conference Celtics, legit NBA championship contenders? No. (laughs) (laughs) I hate everybody. Lightning sound effects. (laughs) (laughs) I will say that if you made me pick between the Bruins and the Celtics at this point, I would have taken the Bruins over the Celtics. Wow. Would have, just for clarity, would have. Which, out of the two, which do I think has a better chance? The way things are going, like, right now, I I would have to give it to the Bruins. The Celtics are looking like they're going to play the first round on the road. They might play the first two rounds on the road, yeah. Yeah. That's brutal. Yep. I I like your answer. I like your conviction. Yeah. So, I'm not on board. I'm angry with the Celtics, in fact. I think they're playing like shit, and I think that they are, their stars are making every excuse in the book, and no one's just stepping up and being a leader of the team. Mm. Speaking of which, next question. Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, After losing that shit game to Chicago on Saturday night, Celtics coach Brad Stevens said the following, I'm disappointed in myself, and I've got to do a lot better. Once the prohibitive favorites to win the Eastern Conference, the Celtics are back in the five seed where they've spent most of the season. How much blame, if any, do you put on Brad? 
And what did Celtics have to do in the playoffs to change the narrative for the 18-19 season? Um, I put probably more blame than most on Brad Stevens. Uh, mm. I mean, I think in any sport, in any situation, if you have a team with tons of talent that is playing to a level that is less than the sum of its parts, uh, you blame the coach. Like, it's just not that complicated. That's just what you do. Much like and this has basically been Brad Stevens' whole career to date, when you have a team that is performing above the level that is commensurate with the sum of their parts, you praise the coach. So, like, (laughs) we've been giving Brad Stevens all this credit for, like, getting the most out of all these players throughout his whole career, you know, in a Celtics, for for the Celtics and otherwise, but now he's somehow not to blame when the opposite happens. So, no, I definitely blame Brad Stevens for a lot of it. As far as the playoff thing goes, I mean, this is like this is like the eighteen nineteen Patriots, right? Like weird regular season, a lot of ups, a lot of downs. Like we thought they might have been out of it at a certain point, and next thing you know, they win the Super Bowl. And I would say the same has to be true for the Celtics. Like I don't think they have to win it all to 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 make up for a weird regular season. But I think the only thing that changes the narrative is making the finals. Like you gotta yeah. get back to that preseason expectation based on the roster, based on the talent, and assuming health. You gotta make right. an NBA Finals, or else this is gonna be looked at as a as a weird year and and and, and possibly a, a lost season. Yeah, I think you, they at least have to get back there, right? Like they have to do what we anticipated them doing in order to kind of save face on this one. Yeah, I think what's what's a little different about the NBA and like where Brad Stevens is getting some some shielding um is that it is such a superstar driven league that like the blame does tend to fall on the superstar when things are going wrong and like similar to robert Kraft, talk about not being able to get out of your own fucking way like just shut up like shut up and play basketball and just stop talking to people like he seems confused about the questions that are being asked and doesn't Kyrie, I mean, obviously, and doesn't oh, oh, understand. Oh, 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 he, Kyrie. I'm okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got Kyrie you. I got seems you. I got you. Confused about all the questions that he's being asked and doesn't understand how his own comments are like contributing to this narrative about is Kyrie unhappy? Can he manage the young kids? Can he handle a team on his own? And then he gets like angry when he gets asked about. Yeah, and his his comments after the Chicago game were literally like, it doesn't matter. We're going to be fine in the playoffs, which is like, oh, because I'm here. This is the guy who is like getting on the young guys for like not being professionals and not taking games seriously and like thinking that they're just going to show up and like dominate. Like, that's your comment. Like, oh, this game literally doesn't matter. Like, all right, LeBron (laughs) fucking didn't know it was like that. So, yeah, I mean, I don't mean to make it sound like I blame all of their struggles on Brad Stevens, but I certainly do put a lot of it, like I said, probably more than most. Um, Yeah. So there's that. You want it to be Brad's fault, we know. Anyway. Uh, All right. Here's a a fun one to end the night. Yeah. We are both going to answer this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So grand finale questions, Melissa, I want to hear your power Uh. rankings of all the New England Patriots scandals (laughs) from worst for the team to least bad for the team. Our five finalists are uh, Patriots tight end Aaron Hernandez being convicted of homicide. Number two, and these are in no particular order, filming uh, opposing sidelines at Bill Belichick's direction, the uh, scandal that we know mostly as Spygate, Uh, letting 1.5 pounds per square inch of air from footballs at Tom Brady's direction in the 2014 AFC Championship game, or as we know it, Deflategate. Julian Edelman getting suspended for PEDs, or uh, Robert Kraft (laughs) getting charged with solicitation of prostitution. Uh, Give me those one through five. Least to this, worst. <laughs> this is what I think had the biggest like team impact, right? Sure. Like in in the history books, what will go down is the worst. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I think the worst one for the team was Deflate Gate. I think the second one is Spygate. I think Aaron Hernandez is third. Then Robert Kraft and Julian Edelman is the least bad for the team. So. Edelman's the least bad. Kraft yeah. is the second to least bad, you think. And yeah. when we look back on in this the, moment in, in history, he'll be things. down there. Yeah. And then you've got Hernandez, then Spygate, then Deflategate at the top. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've got a similar list. I think you could organize this list actually just in order of fame of the person in question. Yeah. I actually think, well, actually, maybe that's not so true. I don't know. My list goes Edelman's at the bottom because who doesn't get steroids? Big deal. Yeah, four games for PEDs is nothing. Yeah, Hernandez is second from the bottom because I don't think that that whole thing really hurt the Patriots image. I agree. Um, That's why I put it third because I don't, I feel like the Patriots of all the scandals did the best job managing that one so that they took none of the fall. Yeah, right, right. Even though if you've listened to that Gladiator series, they might have deserved they may have some deserved of it. Deserved yeah. a little bit more of it, but anywho, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, I've got Edmund at the bottom, Hernandez on top of that. I'm gonna put Kraft right in the middle. I think okay. that's where it's gonna settle in at the end of the day. And then I actually have Deflategate in the two hole and Spygate number one because I, I mean Spygate was oh really? I mean it's sort of like the you know it's like the it's like the O one championship of of Patriot scandals. It's like you know, you never forget your first. It's like the one that started <laughs> the rest of the, you know, like it's without Spygate. I'm not even so sure any of that other shit even happens, to be totally frank. And, and, and like that's I, the one that branded the Patriots with the cheating reputation in the first place, which sure, all, a sure. lot of this other stuff just feeds into that narrative. Like Spygate created that narrative. Yeah, I guess I put the deflate gate first because it went on for so long yeah i mean and because it's, it's it re- close it, up there it's 1a and 1b yeah. for sure yeah right it's definitely those two at in the at the end of the day that are going to be the biggest scandals that people remember when they talk about like you know the evil patriots of this dynasty like those will yeah. be the two knocks against them. that's a good point too like it's one and it's two whatever order you have them is whatever and then there's a big gap and then there's yeah. three four five no doubt about that right Although I don't know, if Robert Kraft fights this thing, I think he could find himself right up there with his buddies. So unless yes. if that's something that he yeah. wants to do, then then God bless him. Yeah, if he handles the shitty, he a hundred percent could end up. He could move well above the Aaron Hernandez thing in my mind. Good God, uh, if that happens. All right. Well, well, folks, if you want to weigh in on any of this news, you certainly can do so. Rank the five for us. Tell us what you think. Yeah, you can do that uh, online if you're into that sort of thing. Everywhere that social media is found pretty much at Title Town Pod. You can call us and leave a voicemail at 904-87-TT-POD. Share your thoughts. Let us know what you think. Talk to us about the Bruins trades, what you think of the Celtics, what you think of RKK, any of that good stuff. Yeah, and we can all hope that we move on to the next episode next week because I do not want to talk about this again. <laughs> next week, only sports. Please. Crossing our fingers. I promise to never use the phrases oral and manual sex on this podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to hold you to that, Melissa. I'm going to hold you to that. Great. Okay, I'll just make you say it if this comes up again. Okay. (laughs) All right, we will talk to you next week. Bye.